this. I got a, I got one here from Dave Man. Says, in your opinion, is Mel an active member of the Illuminati, or is he merely told what movies to make and whom to put in the movies? Well, Mel, like everybody else, pretty much works for these guys, and Mel was given the job by Hollywood's controllers because. This guy's got, like, let's face it, a pronounced streak of sadomasochism and martyrdom running through all of his movies. Like, he, he's, he, he's honed his craft, okay? Like, he deserves the job of the Masonic Christ movie, The Passion of the Christ. This guy did Braveheart, reveling in decapitations and disembowelments. He's also impaled on a cross in that one. In Mad Max, Lethal Weapons, the Ransom movie, the Signs movie, where he's a cleric who lost his faith. The Gibson hero is pummeled, persecuted, driven to suicidal extremes. It's a great background, isn't it? Hey, the typical elements of a Mel Gibson movie are and have been decapitations, disembowelments, somebody being hung on a cross, somebody being pummeled and per persecuted, and somebody driven to suicidal extremes. I mean, they picked the perfect guy. This guy's been honing his craft to take on this job for his whole film career. Hey, you know about the seven mystery kings, don't you? What's a mystery king? Well, he's a unique leader in two ways. They're named in Revelation, and that one that says, and there are seven kings, five are fallen, one is. The other is not yet come, and when he comes, he must continue a short space, and the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goes into perdition. I mean, when people hear that, they you know, their eyes glaze over. I'm going to explain that to you. And it will only take a few minutes, so just bear with me. A mystery king is a guy who is an absolute dictator politically, and that's nothing new. History's full of those guys. And spiritually, he is an ordained satanic high priest and fills the unique role of daily ruling his nation according to the precepts of Satanism. And when you put these two aspects together, you get a very short list of rulers who have ruled in that exact way. When the book of Revelation was being written, the world was under the heel of the sixth mystery king. He was Nero of Rome. And he's the one in the passage where it says, and one is. Because as they were writing, one is. Five are fallen. There were five before the guy. And one is. That was Nero. Before Nero, the world had those five mystery kings going all the way back to Nimrod of Babylon. And if you've listened to A View from Space on Talk Radio for Guys Mojo Radio, AM 640, I've spoken about Nimrod a few times because he is the original. That's the guy who was the first have the first crack, the first attempt out of one world government. 
But after Nero, nobody has ruled who has fulfilled this unique role of mystery king until Adolf Hitler. Hitler was both the absolute dictator and the satanic high priest for the entire nation of Deutschland. Alice B Bailey wrote in a book called The Externalization of the Hierarchy that the Great One, the New Age Christ, the Masonic Christ, will restore the ancient mysteries to outer expression. And all she meant by that was that he would restore the ancient satanic worship to public practice. And that's exactly what Hitler did. Anybody who knows about Satanism is going to tell you that his huge public spectacles were simply huge public satanic ceremonies with Hitler as the high priest. So Hitler was history's seventh mystery king. He ruled for just 12 years. Hitler was that one where they said in the passage, we'll continue a short space. He had a 12-year crack at it. Seven kings, remember, five fallen, one is, when it was writing, that was Nero. The other is not yet come, and when he comes, he continues a short pace. Adolf Hitler. And the beast that was, and is not, even he is the eighth. This is the real one. And he is of the seven, meaning he's just like the other guys. He does the same black magic. And he's going to hell. Goeth into perdition, is all that means. So Hitler was the seventh mystery king. The coming Antichrist will be history's eighth mystery king. And we, like I said, he will be of the seven. In other words, he'll be just like the other seven mystery kings that ruled before him. He will be just like Adolf Hitler. Want to know more about the coming Antichrist and what he'll be like? Study Satanism of Hitler. Because he'll be just like him, like I said. Turn Mojo up for some eye-opening truths right here. The kingdom of the Antichrist, as terrible as it's going to be, will immediately be preceded by a period of peace and safety at what will look like an end to war and suffering. But all the people of the world are going to be mightily deceived. You know, right after World War II ended, stories started to appear about Hitler's involvement in the occult, the deep, dark, black magic, witchcraft. But just as suddenly as they appeared, they disappeared. The politicians, historians, the guys that wrote the books, teach you in schools, would never openly admit the satanic side of Adolf Hitler. Today, nobody even ever brings it up. But I'm going to tell you stuff here on Mojo Radio, Talk Radio for Guys, AM640, that they didn't teach you in schools. Because the Illuminati have had a hold of the book publishing industry since the beginning of World War I. 
So they control every single thing that you were learning in school. You weren't learning. You were being indoctrinated. And that's what they're doing even worse today. Hey, in high school, they're studying movies. They were on Disney's Pearl Harbor movie as a historical lesson. Check that one out. Hitler got into the New Age works of Madame Blavatsky, the head of the House of Theosophy. Her ideas are key for the leaders of the New World Order. Through the Tibetan masters, this lady wrote books like Isis, Revealed and Secret Doctrine. Hitler's early occult training was the same New Age and New World Order teachings that are so popular today. He was also consumed by the stories of the Holy Grail and the Spear of Destiny. He was also heavily involved in transcendent consciousness through meditations and drugs that are so critical to opening up the third eye is what they call the third eye in Eastern mysticism. This guy was totally immersed in stories of pan-Germanic mysticism like the old Nordic legends, the same ones that J.R.R. Tolkien wrote about and now have been made into movies. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. And they've already showed them to you. And they won 11 Oscars. Eleven's the Antichrist number. Hitler also got involved with people that were involved in blood brotherhood who participated in black magic rituals involving sexual perversions. It prepared him for the ultimate experience when he joined the satanic brotherhood of death. This fool society that taught him everything. He joined that in 1919. The master at that time was Dietrich Eckhart who had a deep influence over this guy. And it was around this time that Hitler became mesmerized too, by the person, the power, the office of the Antichrist. The master of the Thule Society, Dietrich Eckhart, on his deathbed, says, follow Hitler, he said. He will dance, but I, who have called the tune, I have initiated him into the secret doctrine, opened his centers of vision, and given him the means to communicate with the powers. Don't mourn for me, he said, because I influenced history more than any other German. Eckhart was one of Europe's most Dedicated practicing Satanists. He was constantly telling other Satanists in the Thule group that he was the one that got the message, the Satanic message, that he was destined to prepare the vessel of the Antichrist. 
the man inspired by Lucifer to conquer the world and lead the Aryan race to glory. Eckhart was the man who trained Hitler. He transformed him into one of the greatest occult adepts in history. A thousand years of practicing the highest forms of black magic written down, gathered and resurrected by Aleister Crowley was given to Adolf Hitler. This black magic took sexual perversion, sexual illuminism, to a degree unheard of. The rituals, the rites involved perverse, highly sadistic sexual rituals, animal sacrifice, heterosexual orgies, blood scourgings, and sodomy. You see, Crowley discovered that indulging in the most sadistic rituals opened doors to penetrating visions into the workings of evil intelligences and gave him phenomenal magical powers. Hitler was incredibly tortured during these rituals. You've got to understand that. They made it so hideous, so monstrous. This guy was unable to ever give pleasure to any woman. It made him incapable of any normal sexual activity. But it did fill him with supernatural hatred and venom. His perversion was so hideous that he was capable of planning and executing the most terrible deeds humanity was ever to see so far. The monstrosities he committed were so terrifying that historians and biographers could not, would not, or would never see or understand. And people who wrote about Hitler, unable to grasp the sexual perversion thing that was central in his life, they dealt with the question in a fragmented way. You know what they said? Oh, Hitler's, uh, Hitler was impotent. Or Hitler's attitude toward women made him do it. They didn't get it. That he had a monstrous sexual perversion. And it was, a, it was the very core of his existence. And the source of his satanic and clairvoyant powers came from black magic. This guy only knew sexual fulfillment through extremes of sadism and masochism. He could only reach sexual orgasm through inflicting pain on others or from suffering pain himself. You know what he'd do? He'd constantly go to the red light district in Vienna, get himself tied up and whipped by any prostitute who was willing. And this is the type of relationship he had with Eva Braun, a satanic bride. Later he committed suicide with her. And she put up with all of his crap 
all the time, except in the bedroom, where she became the all-powerful mistress and he was the groveling, sniveling slave. This type of black magic is known among the occultists as astrological magic. At 33 years of age, here we are, Illuminati number again, 1921, Hitler was so totally possessed, he was ready to take the leadership of the National Socialist Party. And he considered himself to be the Antichrist, because they were telling him he was. In reality, Hitler was the immediate forerunner to the true Antichrist that's going to make Hitler look like a teen. Hitler was the seventh mystery king of Revelation. The true Antichrist is going to be the eighth mystery king and will be exactly like him. Let me get into the black magic, white magic thing for a second or two. Most New Agers won't use these words openly. You know why? There's a bad connotation when they get associated with them. So they use the words right-hand path to refer to white magic and left-hand path to refer to black magic. Spaceman, Mojo Radio Talk, Radio for Guys, AM640. See, occultists believe that the forces of the universe have allowed each free individual the free will to determine for themselves whether they will use the secrets and the powers of the occult for good or for evil. And when somebody chooses to exercise their occult powers for good, they say he's chosen the right-hand path and is practicing white magic. Now, if a person chooses to exercise his occult powers for evil, said to have chosen the left-hand path. That's practicing, practicing black magic. And remember, in that interview with Mel Gibson, if you saw it or if you heard about it, they asked if it was his hand that was in the movie. He said, yeah, it is my hand. And, and, and only his hand was in the movie, holding the spike to be the first one driven into Christ's hand on the cross. And he, he went out of his way to say it was his left hand. He was giving a signal to the occultists, watching and listening. They're laughing at you if you lap up that movie thinking it's the truth and it's Christian laughing at you Spaceman mm-hmm. View from Space Talk Radio for Guys Mojo Radio AM 640 Talk Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640. 
So I'm talking about Adolf Hitler tonight. One of the mystery kings, the seventh mystery king, the eighth, is on his way and will be just like him. They're setting him up today, so you'll accept him. Just like Hitler was accepted in Germany. He was accepted. Everybody thought it was a great thing. He was practicing black magic. He changed all the laws needed to get the job done. To start killing people. Euthanasia. He put out movies about euthanasia to make it look okay. That's what's happening today in your society, in your system. Slowly, with a six-step plan, they're changing your values. They're changing your mind. They're reprogramming you. So when he comes, your head will already be in the right place. Like Satan in the Garden of Gethsemane. Tempting Satan. Not even in the book. Purgatorium uh, gives me an email at spaceman at mojoradio.com if you want to drop me a line. It says, Mel was not wrong in putting Satan in the garden. When Jesus was asking for this to pass from him, it was the temptation from Satan. No, it wasn't. He knew that God was going to leave him, not be with him, and all the sins of man would come upon him. There was no such thing as the devil tempting him there. It was the crushing weight of every foul deed of every person who ever lived to go on the man. No such thing as temptation there. Purgatorium goes on to say it's just like the temptation of Satan when Peter told Jesus that he must not go to Jerusalem. And he goes on to say if you don't know the Bible, don't speak about it on the radio to people who know less than you about it. Well, Purgatorium. Call me up at 416-870-6400. I'll make sure there's a line open for you so you can debate that with me. When he was asking for it to pass from him, he knew that God was going to leave him for a time. There was no temptation. It was the sins of the world on him, sir. And thanks for the email. The New Age Dictionary defines right and left-hand paths this way. The right-hand path, journey to wisdom based on faith, light, and avoidance of sensual pleasures. The left-hand path is the tantric path. The way of magic, occultism. Isn't there a band or a song called Tantric? 
Tantra is defined as meditative sexual union in Hinduism, Buddhism, and yoga. Tantric is from Sanskrit. Literally means to warp or to stretch and to weave. You know, both black magic and white magic occultists have the same New World Order goals. And have pretty much got the same method, methods also. Each system, both of them, are planning to produce or stage their superhuman, a fully enlightened world teacher, at the end of their plan. White magic occultists call him the Christ. The black magic occultists call him the Antichrist. Listen carefully here to my next sentence. The white magic occultic authors have expressed concern that their Christ, once he has tasted power, might turn to the left-hand path and use his powers for evil. In the 30s, there was a buzz on, believe it. Occultists around the world were in a state of anxious anticipation because they were expecting the Great One to arise in 33. And most occult leaders, including Ace Bailey, Alice Bailey, believed Adolf Hitler was the one. But soon after gaining power, Hitler chose the swastika as his national symbol, and he turned it around backwards signifying to the entire occult world that he had chosen the left-hand path. And the leaders of the right-hand path throughout the world were ready and waiting. And the decision was made that the New World Order would not be established for evil, but for good. To seduce as many as possible. So the die was cast to determine whether the coveted New World Order would be delivered on the evil terms of black magic Hitler or on the good terms of white magic Roosevelt and Churchill. Since both occultists believe in the unique power of triangular relationships, and they do, look at all the companies, the major multinationals that have triangles in their logos. The major combatants of World War II formed two occult triangles. The Black Magic Triangle of Germany, Italy, Japan against the White Magic Triangle of Great Britain, the States, and Russia. And we had, just like Star Wars, White Magic fighting Black Magic. With the outcome already established. The coming true Antichrist, supposedly produced by the great white brotherhood, white magic side, is going to be identical to Hitler. Hitler desperately wanted to possess the Spear of Destiny. Because, you see, to these people, this spear that the Roman soldier used to pierce the side of Christ possesses inherent power.
And this belief in the power of relics is one of the most basic common points of occultists in every land of every age. Whenever you see a system of worship that covets religious relics, you know these guys are an occult system of worship, no matter what outward look they might have. Occultists put great power in the spear of destiny. It's also called the spear of Longinus. Longinus was the name of the Roman soldier who sucked the spear in the sight of Christ. Supposedly, the leader who possesses it and understands the power it serves also holds the destiny of the world in his hands for good or evil. And this spear has been in the possession of the House of Habsburg in Vienna, Austria for centuries. It's on display in a museum. In one of Hitler's first official acts, once he annexed Austria, which was where he's from, was to drive to Vienna in a motorcade, go to the museum and get physical possession of the spear. At that precise moment, Hitler believed he possessed the power to overcome all odds, defeat anything that stood in his way, and to conquer the world. You know, that's the exact moment World War II became inevitable. While later, when Hitler chose the backward swastika as the symbol of his Nazi party, the white magic occultists of the world gasped. They realized he was going to use his power for evil, not for good. And they also realized he possessed the spear of destiny. Becoming Antichrist will also covet this spear. I believe they have all of the relics and are waiting for the right moment to spring the man who is now walking around alive. They put him in his first public appearance in the movie Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. He was being carried by Satan. It was a baby, yeah. Keller also devoted a lot of his life to hunting down the legendary Holy Grail, you know. That cup that was used by Christ at the Last Supper. Joseph of Arimathea preserved it, took it to Spain, or maybe even Britain. A lot of the knights of the Templar were searching for it. I think they got it now. The old cult legend began to build this unique meaning to the Holy Grail. It became to rep it came to represent a unique Western path to transcendent consciousness. And occultists believe that if you are to truly obtain the Holy Grail, you must learn the art of black magic. And the word Grail is taken from the word graduale, which means step by step, degree by degree. And this concept of gradualism 
is the method used by the Illuminati to bring about the New World Order, just so slowly. And it's definitely the modus operandi of controlled change through controlled conflict. The coming Antichrist is going to come out of Europe, just like Hitler did. He'll also be deeply immersed in the European black magic arts, medieval occultism and ritual magic. You know, Hitler was first demonically possessed when he was 15. It said he was listening to Wagner's Rienzi, his opera when he became possessed. His childhood friend, Gustl Kubizek, said he watched with horror as this being began to speak out of Hitler's mouth in a, in a most unusual voice. And this voice started speaking about visions of how Hitler was going to change European history. And that one day he'd get a mandate from his people to lead them from servitude to the heights of freedom. A special mission one day would be entrusted to him, the voice was telling him. Hey, not many years later, the whole thing, the whole vision was true. Hitler climbed to the pinnacle of power in Germany, backed by satanic power. How? Why? Because Adolf's father, Alwa Hitler, was the illegitimate son of Maria Ann Schickelgruber, who was generally supposed that the father of Alwa Hitler was Johann George Heidler. And there are some people who seriously doubt that Johann George Heidler was the father of Alwa. See, Maria Anna Schickelgruber was living in Vienna at the time she conceived. At that time, she was working as a servant in the house of the, the Rothschilds. And the Baron was very sexually active. And as soon as that family discovered her pregnancy, she was sent home, where Alwa was born. Alwa, Adolf's father. That makes Adolf Hitler a bastard child of the Rothschilds. No wonder he had such an easy rise to power with the Third Reich. Stock Radio for Guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640 on Space. Radio for guys, Mojo Radio AM 640. Hitler's past. I say he was a Rothschild. The bloodline, known among other names as the Bowers, one of the most notorious black occult bloodlines in Middle Ages Germany, became known as Rothschild. 
Rothschild means a red shield. In the 18th century, when a financial dynasty was founded in Frankfurt by Mayor Amschel Rothschild, working in league with the Illuminati House of Hesse and others. Guy the Rothschild of the French house heads this bloodline dynasty today. Adolf Hitler and the Nazis were created and funded by the Rothschilds. And they were the ones who arranged for Hitler to come to power through the Illuminati secret societies in Germany, like the Thule Society I was talking about. It was the Rothschilds who funded Hitler through the Bank of England. And other British and American sources, like the Rothschilds Kuhn Loeb Bank, which also funds the, funded the Russian Revolution, for that matter. Arnie Schwarzenegger fits into this, too. He's an Austrian. Before, he was the governor of California. He was landing on Rothschild's lawn in Buckinghamshire, England, with Warren Buffett, having a talk about what they were going to do with California once he was elected. Personally, I think... Arnold Schwarzenegger is like some genealogical experiment from Mengele. I think all these Nazi type guys and all their relatives, the same group that put the Nazis in power, are like just swarming around right now, ready to launch their ultimate man of perdition. And I think they're taking your society and slowly using their six-step attitudinal change to put their plan in place to get your head ready for their coming with their man. Let me give you the six steps. See if you can recognize what they're doing to you. Step one. Get some practice so offensive that it can hardly be discussed in public. And get it, and get it talked about and, 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 and advocated by a respected expert in a respected forum. Step two. At first, you and I are shocked and then outraged. Step three. The very fact that such a thing could be publicly debated becomes the subject of the debate. Step four. In the process sheer repetition of the shocking subject under discussion gradually dulls the effect. Recognizing some news stories coming to your head yet? Step five. People are no longer shocked by the subject. Or 
Oh, and we're there, and a lot, a, a lot of things, believe me. Step six, the last one. No longer any outrage exists. People begin to argue for positions to find a, a middle ground, maybe a compromise, or even accept the premise. Challenging instead of whether it should be here or not, the way it should be here, where we should put it, how it should be treated. This sneaky, devious method of changing deeply held attitudes and values of people is being successfully directed toward the whole world population as a whole. Millions of people are experiencing attitudinal changes on a lot of different subjects today. This is the attitudinal change, a building block of the new world order. Shall we go through a few? Let's shall. Population control through death making. There's one. This is the New World Order's goal to reduce the world population by two-thirds. We haven't seen all of it yet. We had a little taste of SARS, a death rate of something like 8%. How about this one? A huge pandemic hits the world, and they come up with a vaccination for it. The pandemic doesn't kill you, but the vaccination does. How about that one? That'll get rid of a lot of us. The Illuminati feels people might as well get used to it right now. Voluntarily persuade them to support. A lot of people dying. How? Oh, there's suicide euthanasia. Euthanasia is a good one. Oh, let them die with dignity. They want to die. Right? Oh, on that one, we're definitely at step five and six. That's when people are no longer shocked by the subject and no longer outraged and argue for, uh, I don't know, find a way to kill them. The sheer repetition of step four. The process of the shocking subject under discussion gradually dulling its effect. Abortion's another one. At first, you know, I don't know about you, but I can go back and, and recall abortion was only done in limited instances, narrowly, surprised, uh, narrowly prescribed instances, where the life of the mother might be in danger, or when the conception was a result of rape or incest. And then this compromise was seen as very noble. And then Roe versus Wade kicked the door down. And now abortion is done in all three trimesters of pregnancy. Destruction of Africa. Here's where you can kill a, a, a bunch more people. Because, you know, isn't it strange that the third, third world is constantly in the position of being in the third world? Developing countries never develop. They just 
never can support themselves, never can grow their own food. Because Africa is targeted for extinction. The only races allowed to enter the final stage of the New World Order will be European whites and Chinese. Everyone else is targeted for extinction. Organ transplants, there's another one. The entrepreneurial spirit and greed together with no conscience in a lot of doctors working in secrecy are literally declaring victims brain dead or some other kind of dead and are literally harvesting organs. There's a huge underground business in China where the dissident prisoners are killed for their organs. You know that as well as I do. A fake death certificate is issued listing some cause of death that sounds plausible. The Nazis did this. I told you, Hitler changed the laws so that he could get away with this kind of stuff. Hitler would have never been able to carry out his Holocaust if it wasn't for the conditioning of the German medical establishment. And if the German people had not been conditioned by the propaganda. He'd never been able to kill his millions. You know, in 35, Hitler issued a law that stated that a person who wished to attend a college or university had to be partaking in his volunteering program. Suddenly, all the rules changed. The federal government was dictating that German citizens had to volunteer. That huge line between individual freedom and dictatorship was crossed. And not one German saw what was happening to them. And Hitler was probably really encouraged on how easy the Germans accepted as forced volunteering. I think so encouraged that he started to implement other steps to move Germany into a, a fascist dictatorship. And the huge population of Germany had no idea what was happening to them. And they weren't going to find out for about another three or four more years. You have to work extra hours and donate the proceeds of your work to the fatherland.
It was all about helping one another and caring at the beginning. They used peer pressure. Then after a while, it got so bad that family members were turning other family members in. Hey, and that's coming. There were a bunch of films they created that powerfully supported the concept of euthanasia. One was called I Accuse. This is a powerful movie. This, this film depicted a physician giving a lethal injection to this incurable woman in response to her desperate plea that he do it to relieve her of her terrible pain and suffering. The doctor was arrested for murder and brought to trial. Sound familiar? Sound Kevorkian-like to you? This happened in Germany in 33. A sympathetic jury member stated, the most important precondition is that the patient wants it. And the state must take over responsibility. That one sentence opened the door of outright prohibition against the formerly disgusting practice of human euthanasia. And once that door was open, Hitler's propaganda machine was able to push it open daily, more and more, until killing was being carried out openly. Hitler cleverly used a well-thought-out plan that gradually changes a person's attitude or value about a particular subject. In this case, it was human euthanasia. Without the person ever being aware that they are being manipulated to make the change. It gets worse. Today in your society, in mine, medical researchers are developing more and more uses for body tissues of dead babies. And this is going to lead to that final push. It's called the human, they have a name for it, human vegetable farms. Fetal tissue harvesting is a satanic procedure and is in practice now. Pregnant women, 13 to 18 weeks, are placed on an operating table. The cervix is dilated. The bag of water is broken. The fetus, or the baby, all depending on your view of abortion, is guided into position just above the open cervix. The fetal skull is drilled open. A suction device is put into the brain. The brain tissue is then sucked out and placed immediately on ice to preserve it. Then the fetus or the baby, whatever, again, side of the fence you're on, is murdered or aborted. Again, that's depending on your view, right? Hitler was pursuing the same New World Order goal that we are heading for. And he firmly believed he was the Antichrist. He got his occult training from Dietrich Eckhart. 
the occult leader of the Luciferian Thule Secret Society. And they spared no effort to train him in all the deepest matters of the occult. Today, tonight, now, somewhere, it's happening to someone else who is the eighth mystery king. Talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, AM 640 on space. Back in a minute. Gotta call space. Talk radio for guys, Mojo Radio, AM six forty. I got emails. And again, Hector blows me away. Great contributor to a view from space. Hector writes Grants engage volunteers in helping communities prepare for emergencies. Dateline Washington DC, Corporation for National Community Service today announced the renewal of seventeen grants totaling four and a half million bucks for Homeland Security volunteer projects that were developed in the aftermath of September 11th terrorist attacks. The grants fund a second year of citizen volunteer projects in public safety, public health, emergency preparedness and response. These special volunteer programs, grants, support recruitment of volunteers for local efforts to develop disaster response plans, expand neighborhood watch and community emergency response teams, develop bioterrorism response teams, and assist radio operators and volunteer pilots in responding to disasters. It's like they've got Adolf Hitler's blueprint. And they're rolling with it. It's space on Mojo, and I'm talking about how they're using their six-step attitudinal plan to change your views, your values. Cannibalism, cannibalism is another one. Remember the movie Soylent Green? It first introduced the subject. People were eating delicious green wafers that turned out to be processed human flesh. Then a few years ago, people flocked to watch the movie Silence of the Lambs. Another conditioning vehicle about eating human flesh. Cannibalism, listen carefully, cannibalism is one of the newest forms of pornography. There was a story in the news the other day, and this is why it's in there, to condition your head. And I'll relate it to you just to prove the point. A guy in Germany, and happened to be Germany, put a ad in a local newspaper for someone who would like to be eaten. God, he got a response. Somebody, somebody wrote the guy and said, yeah, that's me. I want to come over. And I want you to eat me. 
That was a news story, man. The feminist movement. Getting men and women to fight against one another. And trust, distrust one another. See, the plan is fewer marriages will take place. Less kids. Bring the population down. Get it? Why do you think they're backing homosexuality and lesbianism? That's population control, too. What are the names of, uh, of television shows? Men behaving badly. Right? Another one's disarmament. Disarmament was plan planned well before the nuclear bomb was invented. Alice Bailey wrote in 1940, in the preparatory period for the New World Order, there will be a steady and regulated disarmament. It will not be optional. No nation will be permitted to produce and organize any equipment for destructive purposes or to infringe the security of any other nation. And the UN is looking bigger and better than ever. Last week I said, hey, somebody asked me about Haiti. I said, well, that's just, that's just a place they're going to showcase putting a United Nations force in. And what happened? We have a United Nations force in there. It's just a mere six days. After Aristide leaves. And the desensitization of individuals through television cartoons, violent shows. We are desensitizing our kids. We are playing directly into the hands of the New World Order planners. Radio. Hey, big offender. Harshest influence in radio has to be music. Computers? Major influence on kids. Girls and guys. In desensitizing them. But boys seem to be more impacted. Computer action games. Really and truly violent. And a lot of occultic symbols. Games that blow things up. The Internet. Full of incredibly vile material. Magazines. Comic books. Satanic these days. Their looks, their storylines. Advertising. Hey, did you realize that you're being bombarded with about 100,000 words a day? I'm a major offender today. <laughs> Advertisers understand that. They know. They're willing to spend billions to get to your head. Vegetarians. You know, a lot of witchcraft, both white and black magic, teaches vegetarianism. To find the beginning of vegetarianism, why don't you Google Essence? 
Extreme environmentalism. There's another good one. Ozone depletion. Global warming. That's a great one. Pretty soon they'll be kicking us out of places. You can't live here anymore. You guys are wrecking our earth. That'll be happening. They're already saying in places you can't hunt and fish. That's been going on for a long time. Condition to accept legalization of drugs. Accept legalization of prostitution. It's all on the way. Conditioning to accept existence of aliens. Man, I can do show on that. That one alone. Star Wars, Star Trek, X-Filers, X-Files. I mean, you, there's a million. Life on Mars. Well, i got to get into that one. I find out what Adirondack means. That rock that they were drilling in with spirit and opportunity. That's another show. Because this one's shot. Talk radio for guys. Mojo Radio, AM 640. Had a lot to say tonight. Coast to Coast is next. Out of space, I'm out.